There was a very famous song by the Soup Dragons when I was in the sixth form. It was actually a cover of a Rolling Stones song. And it said this, I'm free to do what I want any old time. I said, I'm free to do what I want any old time. I have distinct memories of people whirling around the dance floor, joining in with these words. It was an anthem which set the tone for a generation. It encapsulated the sexual revolution of the 1960s when the Rolling Stones recorded it. And it set the tone for the 90s. The song continued, I'm free to be who I choose any old time. I can create my own identity. I can be gay, straight, trans. I'm free to be who I choose. But then the song continued, love me, hold me, love me, hold me, because I'm free. And therein lies the great contradiction of the song. I can't say I'm free to do what I want any old time and then expect Becca to love me and hold me. If I want Becca to love me and hold me, I must accept certain constraints on my freedom. I'm not free to sleep with whoever I choose. I'm not free to get drunk and stoned and then expect Becca to hold me. I'm not free to stay out all night and then expect Becca to hold me. If I want Becca to love me and hold me, I must accept certain constraints. I must accept that I'm not free to do what I want any old time. I'm only free to the extent that my wife and children are happy and provided for. And I'm only free if I'm peaceful in my private moments. I'm only free if nothing from my past grips me and haunts me. I'm only free if the inner me matches the image I project on the world. So now we have two different views of freedom. One says, I can do whatever I want. The other says, I can only do what makes for the flourishing of family life. I can only do what makes for inner peace. Which is the true freedom? When the Soup Dragons sang their song, it was 1990. They were all about 20 years of age. They had no responsibilities. No doubt, the last 31 years have matured them. No doubt, they've come to reflect on the true meaning of freedom. No doubt, they've been through the school 
of hard knocks. So I would suspect they'd now revise their view of freedom. If I say I'm free to do what I want any old time, I'm free to sleep with anyone, I'm free to drink without limit, I'm free to take whatever drugs I fancy, I'm free to eat as much as I can stuff into my face, I'm free to be angry and bitter towards other people. All of these things come with consequences. Sexually transmitted infections, alcoholism, drug addiction, obesity, bitterness eating up inside me. Many of these things will follow if I see myself as free to do what I want any old time. Paul Dutton, who was our previous assistant minister, used to say, I'm free never to clean my teeth again. But then I'll be enslaved to tooth decay and bad breath. It's simply a lie to say that true freedom is the ability to please myself in every way. True freedom must be the ability to flourish within a framework of rules. If I want to have a lovely family Christmas with my wife and my children and our wider family, I've got to spend the other 364 days of the year living considerately with my family. I could do it entirely as I please, but I wouldn't enjoy good relationships with my family. If I want to live happily as the pastor of Christchurch Baldock, I've got to spend every day living considerately with the people of this church. I could choose to do exactly as I please, but that wouldn't lead to loving relationships in the church. So what is true freedom and where is it found? The Bible's answer is that true freedom is to be set free from my sinful nature. And it's found only in Jesus. To say I'm free to do what I want any old time is to follow slavishly my sinful nature. And that will lead to misery. True freedom is to say I'm free to do what God says all of the time. So what is freedom? Freedom is Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They were totally free. They could enjoy life absolutely with no difficulties or problems. There was only one rule. They must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If they eat this fruit, they will die. Otherwise, they're completely free. And that's what freedom is. Freedom 
is the ability to enjoy life under the rule of God. Freedom is the ability not to spoil things sinfully. And what happens, of course? Adam and Eve disobey God. They eat the forbidden fruit. They refuse to live under the rule of God. And they lose their freedom. They lose the ability just to be happy. And as a result of their disobedience, sickness, trouble, difficulty, loneliness, anger, bitterness, death itself, all come into the world. And that's the context in which we search for freedom. We can never now totally be free this side of heaven. We'll all suffer sickness and be limited by this. We'll all suffer trouble and be limited by this. We'll all experience difficulties and be limited by these. We'll all die and be limited by this. So what is freedom? It's to get back to the experience of the Garden of Eden. Freedom is to get back to living under the kind rule of God. We'll never fully be able to experience this in this life. We'll always be enslaved to sin to some extent. But if we'll give our lives back to God, if we'll trust in Jesus, he promises Eden restored in heaven. This will be true freedom. Tim Keller is a pastor in New York, a huge church. He says this, Many people like to see freedom as the complete absence of any constraints. But think of a fish. Because a fish absorbs oxygen from water, not air, it's only free if it's restricted to water. If a fish is freed from the river and put out on the grass to explore, its freedom to move and soon even to live is destroyed. The fish is not more free, but less free, if it cannot honour the reality of its nature. The same is true with airplanes and birds. If they violate the laws of aerodynamics, they'll crash into the ground. But if they follow them, they will ascend and soar. The same is true in many areas of life. Freedom is not so much the absence 
of restrictions as finding the right ones, those that fit with the realities of our own nature and those of the world. This is true freedom, finding the constraints which best lead to human flourishing. So where do we find this kind of freedom? Well, Jesus said in John 8, 32, 31, 32, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So Jesus says we find freedom when we listen to his teaching and the truth sets us free. Jesus' Jewish listeners to this objected, verse 33. We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we'll be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. The Jews thought they were free. The soup dragons thought they were free. But Jesus is very blunt. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. That's all of us. We all sin. We're all slaves to sin. In other words, we all say things which are wrong. We think things which are wrong. We fail to do things which are right. We're all slaves to sin. And the only person who can set us free is Jesus. Only Jesus has the answer to human sinfulness. All other ideologies and creeds provide perhaps good advice. They provide rules to live by. Don't do this. Do that. But only Jesus can truly set us free. Why is this? Only Jesus is God. He's not just a good moral teacher. Jesus clearly claims to be God. For example, in John 8, 58, he says, Before Abraham was born, I am. I am is the Jewish name for God. I am. I have always existed, says Jesus. So Jesus can set us free because he is God. And he demonstrates that he's God 
by rising from the dead. All but one of Jesus' apostles were executed for their faith in Jesus. All they had to do to save their lives was give up their teaching that Jesus was God and that he rose from the dead. They wouldn't do it. They knew they'd seen Jesus die on a Roman cross and they'd met him again, raised to life. The Apostle Paul tells us very frankly that he met the risen Jesus on the Damascus Road. So there's no doubt Jesus is God. He fulfills hundreds of prophecies from the Old Testament that God would come and live among his people. Jesus is God. And therefore, he alone, of all the great teachers in the world, he alone can set us free from the slavery to sin. Why can Jesus set us free? Because he's God and because he's dealt with our sin once and for all. See, the soup dragon sang that we can do whatever we like. Jesus says, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. So nobody has freedom. We're all just slavishly following our own sinful desires. We are profoundly selfish and not free. I say things I wish I'd never said. I think things I should never think. I do things that I wish I'd never done. I've failed to do good things that I really should have done. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. I am enslaved to moral failure. But, John 8, 35 and 36. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If Jesus sets you free, you are free indeed. You may remember Mike Meller came to speak at our church weekend away. Mike is a former alcoholic. Mike was a professional musician and a journalist whilst also being an alcoholic. His colleague in the newspaper office shared the gospel of Jesus with him, and Mike became a Christian. Immediately, he was set free of alcoholism. Immediately, Jesus set him free. Now, Mike was free to be a good husband and a good father to his four daughters, 
immediately, Mike was a free man. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. And that's the offer Jesus is making to us tonight. He's offering to set us free. True freedom. What is it? It's the ability to live happily under the rule of God. Like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We are free to obey God. Where is true freedom found? It's found in Jesus. Because only Jesus is God and only Jesus has dealt with our sin. How has Jesus dealt with our sin? Well, he died on the cross. And when Jesus died on the cross, God the Father loaded up Jesus with our sin. And Jesus took the punishment for our sin once and for all. God punished Jesus in our place. And this means the power of sin is broken. The power of alcohol is broken in Mike Meller's life. The power of lying, stealing, cheating, committing adultery, watching porn. The power of being generally selfish, living a selfish life. The power of these things is broken because Jesus has paid for our sin in his death on the cross. This means we can be set free. We can be set free to live pure lives under the rule of God. We'll never be perfect this side of heaven. We will still fail sometimes. But if we belong to Jesus, if he is our king, if we're trusting him to be our rescuer from hell for heaven, if we know Jesus in this way, we can be forgiven and know that we're going to heaven where finally we will be absolutely free forever, like Adam and Eve in the garden. Would you like this freedom? Would you like to be set free from sin? Set free from sin for obedience to God. 
you can know this freedom tonight. All you have to do is come to God honestly, admitting your sin, admitting your slavery to sin. Come to God humbly, asking for forgiveness. And then we need to put our trust in Jesus, in who he is and what he's done for us on the cross. We need to say to Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you are God. I believe that when you died on the cross, you took the punishment for my sin. And now I ask you to forgive me and break the power of sin to make me a slave. Well, I wonder, do you feel like the soup dragons in 1990 or like the rolling stones in the 1960s? Do you really think you are free to do what you want any old time? Or do you feel aware that, frankly, you do things wrong and that sin makes you a slave? Would you like to find true freedom tonight? Let's pray. Moment of silence for each one of us to talk to God. You may want to say to him, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. Please forgive me and set me free. Father, thank you for your great love for us. Thank you that you gave Jesus to be our saviour, to set us free from the power of sin, to set us free from slavery to sin, to set us free from the fear of hell when we die which we deserve. And so, Father, we all come to Jesus tonight and we ask that you would make Jesus our Saviour. Set us free, Lord, more and more from the things which hold us. Cause us to live lives of obedience to you, Thank you for the wonderful hope of heaven. Thank you that it will be like the Garden of Eden restored and we'll enjoy perfect freedom under your rule. So Lord, we commit ourselves to you tonight. In Jesus' name, Amen. <laughs>